Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. Mondays, man. What fantastic days are Mondays. It's the start of the week. We have an opportunity to set the tone for how we want to choose to live in the next seven days. And here we are with the third episode of the Mindset segment on the Dreamology podcast, where I'll be breaking down the top lessons shared with us by the world's top thought leaders, psychologists, neuroscientists, entrepreneurs, and more. Every single Monday, I'm going to try to release a segment about mindset so you can have the killer week that you deserve to have. In today's episode, I am pulling from the knowledge of one of my favorite personal growth gurus in the world, and I know you've heard me talk about him. His name is, drum roll please, Tony Robbins. And Tony Robbins has created this model called the seven steps of conscious change. How come so many people out there want to make change in their life, but don't? Well, it's not actually really their fault. You see, we're not really taught how to properly make change in our life. No one doesn't want to be happy, to be successful, to do the things that they need to do that will make that a reality. Yet, it seems really hard to do that. It seems really hard to do the things that we know are good for us. And so, the reason why I'm sharing these powerful seven steps of conscious change is because I have started to apply them to my life and I have seen massive results. And I know that Tony has taught this to millions of people around the world and they have seen massive results and how to make change quickly and easily in your life. And so, let's just get right to it. I'm not trying to waste any of your time. It's a Monday. Y'all got things to do. So, let's get after it. The first part of the seven-step model of conscious change, it sounds a little bit weird, but the first step is to get disturbed. And really what this means is get honest. And so why this step is so important, this step is the foundation for everything. Because here's the reality. The reality is, is that we will never change until we make change a must. Think about it. How many times have you heard someone who wants to go on a diet or do this or do that and they don't do it because they didn't make it a must? Well, what makes something a must? Well, to make something a must, you must feel more pain by staying where you are than the pain of changing. It's that simple. But now here is the issue. We're really good at being afraid of change and thinking that it's going to be a very painful thing. And we're also really good at blocking out our emotions in the current moment to not feel that pain. And so this is the problem. The problem is is that people don't allow themselves to feel pain in the present moment because we have been taught and conditioned by our society that negative emotions are bad and that we aren't allowed to feel them. Because of this, we cover up our bad days with a fake smile, Netflix, alcohol, etc., and we carry on without making a change. We are taught that it is shameful to be sad. It is shameful to have anxious feelings. It is shameful to feel depressed. It is shameful to not be happy with what you're doing, even though it seems like you should be. 
but I'm just going to cover it up. I'm just going to keep going forward. And so if this is how we're taught, this is how we're all going to act. But now the reality is, is that the truth about negative emotions is that they are trying to tell us something. They're trying to speak to us, right? Biologically, negative emotions played a very important purpose in our lives. Negative emotions kept us alive. They were there for our survival reasons, and they still are. They're telling us things that are a little bit off with our existence. And now in today's world, if we never listen to them, we can never hear that message. We can never hear the reality, which is that negative emotions is a call to action. Either you have to change your reality or your perception of reality or how you are communicating your reality. Those are the three things that you would have to change. But if you don't listen to the pain and you don't tap into it, then you'll never actually make the change. And so step one, getting disturbed and getting honest with yourself is really about allowing yourself to tap into your pain. Get honest about where it's coming from and allow yourself to feel the weight of that pain right now in this moment. And now you're thinking to yourself, well, why would I do that? Why would I allow myself to feel that pain? Because then you're going to want to act. Because remember, we will never make a change unless we feel more pain by staying the same than by changing. And so you have to allow yourself to feel that pain because it is going to catapult you into the change that you want to make. And now, I think one of the great ways of really understanding the emotions and pains that you're feeling, and this is not just coming from me, but from a lot of great leaders out there in the world, is journaling. Write it out. Sit down for a half an hour, however long it takes, and simply write out all the things that that maybe it's one topic. Let's just stick to nutrition because it's very simple to go through. Maybe you want to start eating better and there's a pain you're feeling, whether it's you're feeling overweight or you're feeling tired or you're feeling uh, like you just want to have more energy in your day. Whatever it is, whatever, whatever thing that is there that you've been kind of ignoring, write it out. Write out what it feels like to not be where you're at. Write out how it doesn't feel energized to, to be the person that you want to be. Truly allow yourself to tap into that pain. Okay. And so once we've done that, Tim, you're probably thinking, okay, sweet man, step one, I got myself to this painful spot. Now what the heck do you want me to do? Just stay here and be all sad? No, there's six more steps. We're all good. Step number two, make a decision about what you want and why you want it. So now we know where we are. We, we've, we, we're honest with ourselves. We're feeling this pain and we've gotten disturbed about where we are. Step two is saying specifically, what is the outcome you are looking for? What is the outcome that we really want to have? And so sticking to our nutrition example, and let me be very clear here that the more specific, the better. Our brains like clear and concise things that we can visualize. And our brains like things that are easy. And the more detailed and the more we see things, the easier it is to process. And so with nutrition, what is the exact outcome we are going for? Well, I want to, you know, maybe lose 15 pounds and I want to do it in six months and I want it to 
come from X, Y, and Z things, whatever, whatever it is, right? Write out your very specific outcome you are looking for. And again, I am applying this to the nutrition example because it's easy, but you can apply it to whatever it is in your own life. And so then also a part of this, right? We're making a decision and we're deciding about what we want. We're becoming very clear on it. And then we have to figure out why we want it. Why do we want it? What does it really matter? Well, if I lose 15 pounds in six months, I will have more energy. I'll be more healthy. I'll be able to give more to work. I'll be able to give more to my family and my friends. I'll walk around with more confidence. I'll have a higher X, Y, and Z. All these things, right? And now we're listing off. And this, why are we doing this? This is giving you your deep motivation, for carrying through even when the change gets hard because this is it. This is what we're saying. Look at all the pleasures of change. Look at all the good things that will happen from change. More confidence, sexier body, uh, you know, all the things that is listed off, right? This is going to be our deep motivation. And so this is what we have to write on a piece of paper and put in front of us on our wall, on our mirror, on our phone, on our background, whatever it might be. And says, these are the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is the reason why the pain of change does not outweigh the positives that change is giving me. And so now here we are. We've done the two steps. Step one is we've allowed ourselves to feel the pain. Step two is we've told ourselves very specifically where we want to go and very specifically why we want to get there. So now we have a very good foundation and motivation and a little bit of a fire under our ass that says, hell yeah, I want to change and I want to change right now. So what do we do? Well, that's step three, the massive action plan. The massive action plan is an extremely detail-oriented and structured plan for how you are going to do what you want to do. So again, maybe your goal is to eat, you know, or you lose 15 pounds is your end goal. And to do that, you are going to eat a certain diet, you are going to exercise a certain amount of times a week, and you're going to get extremely detailed and structured. So you're going to say, I am going to work out three times a week at 7 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And on those days, I'm going to do these, this, and this thing. And on Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to do cardio. After work, I'm going to go for a run for three miles. And this is exactly my plan. I am sticking to it. Very detailed, very structured, and it's highly recommended to have an accountability partner in this section that holds you to this. And so write out that massive action plan. Now, now we have to get into some more self-awareness type stuff. And this is step four. Discover the beliefs that have been controlling your behavior. So, you know, we got all this great stuff, right? We we're, we we're, we feel this pain. We want to make the change. We want we know why we want to make the change. And now we have a massive action plan to do it. But it doesn't mean that our entire thoughts and belief systems have completely shifted. The reality is that the reason why you haven't made a change before is because you have some limiting beliefs that control your behavior and that live inside of you. And so you have to discover what your limiting beliefs are and become hyper aware of the thoughts that are popping up during this process that is telling you, hey, you should stop. Hey, do you feel that pain? Hey, this isn't fun. 
right? All of those thoughts that are going to just put you right back on the couch and not doing shit, right? And none of us want that. And so what we have to do is replace our limiting beliefs with empowering beliefs. Now, how do we do this? Well, actually, right now, I am taking the 30-day mindset challenge from Dr. Joe Dispenza. And what I am doing every single night is I am simply journaling the thoughts that went into my head that day that felt limiting, that felt negative, and that felt that they were trying to stop me from getting towards my goals. And then every single day, when I write one of those, I write, what is the opposite empowering belief? What's the true belief that I want to have that's going to feel incredible, that's going to make me feel energized, that's going to make me hit my goals and make me do the things I want to do with my life? And so now, over time, I start to identify, okay, well, like most people, there's two or three limiting beliefs that really control us. You know, once you start to become really reflective on it, and I've done journaling for about two years now, I've started to really understand, you know, the three to five thoughts that really stand in my way. And so now I can create very positive, empowering beliefs that are the flip of that, and I can choose to embody those. Well, you might be asking, well, Timmy, you can't really control all of your thoughts, and what happens if those limiting beliefs do still happen to pop in? You are right. You are correct. You cannot always control what pops into your head. And so what you have to do is to create a habit breaker. I've even seen some some people, uh, like big-time guys like Tom Bailu, and people have a, a band, uh, a band on their wrist. And, or another good way to do it is just to say stop. So you hear the limiting belief come in, and you do something to kind of trigger trigger that and acknowledge, hey, there's my limiting belief. And so it comes in. You notice it and you snap your wrist through our band, and it kind of jolts you for a second, and then you choose to repeat in your head your empowering belief. Or the limiting belief comes in, and you just say stop, and you repeat the empowering belief. What they call it in the psychological world is name it to tame it. Once you are doing the habit breaker thing, you're acknowledging this happened, and it almost cools your brain a little bit, and then you focus on the empowering belief. Without identifying your limiting beliefs and switching them to empowering beliefs, it's going to be hard to create conscious, sustainable change. And so, we're on to step number five. So let's recap. Step one was get honest, get disturbed, feel the pain, tap into it. Step two was make a decision about where you want to go and why. Step three, create a massive action plan. Step four, discovery, your, discover your limiting beliefs and turn them into empowering beliefs. So we've done all of that so far. We are making a ton of progress. This is awesome. Step five, set up the game to win. What do I mean by this? Well, the game of life, a lot of us make our rules so strict that it's impossible to achieve success. And so what you really have to do is start to understand what is my blueprint for success. So for me, for example, I always crave the need for acceptance. And I'm just starting to realize this by discovering my own limiting beliefs. I have craved the need for acceptance my entire life. I want everyone to like me. And if everybody doesn't like me, then I can't be happy. That does not sound like a rule of life that makes it possible for success because no matter what you do and no matter who you are, people will like you, people will dislike you, and that is okay. And it was holding me back so much in my entrepreneurial endeavors and still has to this day because I need to shed 
that rule and create a new one, a new blueprint for success that supports me, a rule that says if I am supported and loved by myself first, my friends and closest family second, and everybody else who supports me or accepts me is just a bonus on my journey, now that is a rule for life that I can achieve success in. And so make sure you're not setting up the game to win, right? If you set up a blueprint, if you want to lose 15 pounds, but your rule is that you can't have any sugar for six months, not one sweet for six months, not one cheat meal for six months, and eat all food that you don't like, do you think you're really going to win that game? Is it going to be possible for you to succeed in that current setup? Probably not. So you know what? Maybe give yourself two cheat meals a week. Maybe give yourself you know, a little buffer here and there to do something else. Because if you create the rules so hard and so impossible to achieve, then even if you do get to where you want to go and your blueprint says, but you don't realize it because your blueprint says you're not successful, you never feel like you won the game. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. Not really actually winning the game because it isn't. there is no real game. It's all made up. It's all about feeling like you won the game of life and feeling like you're serving a purpose and a mission and, and, and feeling like you are the person that you are meant to be. Step six. Step six is easy to say, but it's also hard to do. Step six is we've done all the work. Now it's just time to take that action. We have our plan. We've identified our beliefs. We set up the rules of the game to win. We're feeling the pain. We know why we're doing what we're doing. We know where we're going for. So step six is just start taking action every single day. And the big thing I always say here is never quit, only pivot. Don't quit on your goals. Don't quit on things that really matter to you. If the how you're doing it is not working, create a new plan, pivot, but never stop pushing towards those goals and big things that you know are going to make your life better, that you know are going to make you healthier, that you know are going to make you happier, and that you know are going to make you more successful. Never quit only pivot. Keep taking massive action to get towards where you want to go. And you know what? You have a bad week, that's fine. You have a bad month, that's fine. A bad day, that's fine. But never completely get off the saddle. Whenever you get hit, whenever you get knocked down, always get back up. Get back on the horse and keep going forward. Trust me, I've been doing this for about two years of my life now. And I know more about myself and where I want to go and how I define sex, how I define not sex, success for myself than I ever have. And I had to go through this journey, and you can do it too. Anybody can do it. I am not special. I am a 23-year-old kid from Plymouth, Minnesota. There's nothing inherently special about me. Anybody can do this thing. This is the reason why Tony has taught this to millions of people around the world. And finally, the last step of conscious change is to use the power of environment. Put yourself in environment to win. Think about how powerful environment is. The U.S., right now is not full of stupid people, yet we are the least healthy people than we have ever been in the entire existence of the world. Why? Because of our environment. Fast food is all around us. It is encouraged to do the unhealthy thing. When you try to break out of the mold and do something healthy, you are usually shamed. Why are you going plant-based diet? Why are you not drinking? Why are you not going to eat this cookie that I have for you? Right? The environment is cueing us to do the things that aren't good for us. And so what you have to do is surround yourself with friends who want you to win, 
or at least have a few that do, and your at-home environment, make sure that your environment is cued for the healthy behavior. What does that mean? Don't have junk food sitting out. Don't have a bunch of screens everywhere always that just encourage you to go sit and do nothing. Have nudges for healthy things. Put a bowl of fruit in the middle of the table. Have your workout clothes always sitting out right in the middle of your floor so you always see them. You know, whatever it may be, have a book and a candle sitting out in your room, a spot for meditation that you have set up. Nudge your environment that will allow you to win. And like I said, surround yourself with people who want you to win. Get get accountability partners. Find people who are smarter than you, who know what you want to know. Learn from them. Use the power and the idea of that humans are just here to support each other on our journeys and find those who want to support you on yours. And so that is the seven steps of conscious change. And so what I encourage you to do right now, take out your notes, take out a piece of paper, take out something. At the top of it, write an area of your life that you know you want to make change in. Write it down. I'm serious. Do this right now. I'll give you five, ten seconds. Take out your notes. Write down an area of your life that you know you want to make change in. And then just write down the seven steps. Write down one, get disturbed. In parentheses, get honest. Two, make a decision about what you want and why you want it. Three, massive action plan. Four, discover discover the beliefs that control your behavior. Five, set up the game to win. Six, take massive action. And seven, use the power of environment. Boom. Now, here's what you're going to do. Whenever you're ready... Preferably now, writing it off this call, if you can, this podcast, not call, whatever you want to call it, kind of like talking to you, you know, I'm in your ears. Sit down and go through these seven steps with whatever it is in your life, personally, professionally, in relationships, maybe it has to do with some self-love, mental health, whatever it might be. Get honest and use these seven steps to consciously create change in your life this is it so many people think about it so many people wish that they had seven steps to make change in their life because so many people fail at making the changes necessary to allow them to become the person that they truly want to be the person that they will truly look in the mirror and be happy with so use it don't be one of those people that don't make change you have the tools now You have me yelling in your ear every single day, every single week. So let's go. Go and do it. Go and do it right now. And I promise you, you will start to see massive change in your life for the better. So there it is. That is Tony Robbins' Seven Steps of Conscious Change. It has changed my life. I know it can change yours too because it has changed millions of people's life out there. So with all that being said, guys, and girls, and all beautiful humans, all shapes and sizes, races and genders, all out in the world, take this information and use it to make the change that is necessary to make your dream life a reality. Happy Monday, y'all. I'll see y'all next time. Peace. Peace.